1: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got to cover. And now on with the show. My guest today is Jessica Yarbrough. Jessica has... I'm sorry, I'm going to start that over. Yeah, no worries. My guest today is Jessica Yarbrough. Jessica has quickly developed a reputation of being one of the best business strategists for coaches and consultants who want to sell and scale ultra high-end services. Her background is in international business, and she's built multiple companies. Jessica shows entrepreneurs how to build an expert platform, rapidly raise their value, build credibility, and attract high-paying clients. She loves teaching entrepreneurs how to grow their influence and make the income and impact they desire. Thanks so much for being here today, Jessica.
0: Thanks for having me, Diane.
1: Thrilled to have you here. So let's talk about this. Um, A lot of people uh, feel like they, um, how do I want to say this? Like they're not necessarily comfortable with, Shifting into selling, you know, ultra high end packages. So, how do they do that?
0: Well, a lot of my clients came from the corporate world, and so they have a lot of background and experience and credibility and and years doing their work, but they haven't done it outside of a job. So, what often happens is they discount um, and the value that they bring to the table. And so, when they kind of step into this new world of entrepreneurship, there's a combination of you know, not really uh, sure how to own their value. There is some measure of imposter syndrome, like even though I've done this for 20 years in a corporate setting, I've never done it in an entrepreneurial setting. So they feel that they're not quite ready or know enough yet, even though that's not true. Uh, And then the third one is there's a lack of awareness of what the market is willing to pay. And I see this time and time again. I mean, I've had clients who held very uh, high level positions in prestigious organizations who are selling at the same level as someone who's maybe, you know, been coaching for a couple of years and made it as high as a director level in a company. And so this combination of lack of awareness and some measure of imposter syndrome and unsure how to put it all together keeps them from charging what they could potentially charge to companies and individuals.
1: Yeah, so I I I can so um appreciate that. Um So, how do they get past that feeling?
0: Well, you know, the best way is to put together something that you feel really good about it and to have, you know, someone that can support you either in that or give you confidence around that because a lot of people again are trapped by fear. They're like, what can I do? Can I really do this? I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to present it in a next level way. And we all have a number in in our mind of what we believe we're worth. Um and until you create a new reference point of what's possible, you're going to hold yourself at that level. And so understanding, okay, how do I pull out my genius? How do I position this to solve a really big problem? How do I take all these things that I've been doing for 20 years and, and, and solve a really big problem, a really urgent problem for someone? And then how do I present it in a way that even if it has a six figure price tag, it's a no brainer? So once you have the structure, the mechanism around that, you're going to automatically, and the words, honestly, you know, to present it. Um, you're going to feel a lot more confident. So, you kind of borrow that confidence, you close the deal. Um, and once you close the deal, you create a new reference point of what's possible in your mind. Those limiting beliefs, those fears, those doubts, they're all shut out. And the only thing my clients have said to me time and time again is, I wish I would have done this sooner.
1: Yeah. Because
0: no one's going to volunteer to give you more money. They're not. You know, I had a client come in and uh, you know, I worked through this process with her. She raised her rates to double. Um, a hundred from 90 to 180,000 for a client. And I said, what did they say? She said, they didn't even blink an eye. Wow. And so all these years, right? You think yeah. about all the money left on the table that you could have been charging double for. And so people get in this pattern. They get a lot of fear around raising their rates. And we all know the state of the economy right now. And I'm not talking about tightening purse strings or anything like that. Cause companies are investing. I'm talking about the fact that prices are going up. Everything's more expensive, so why wouldn't you raise your rates? There's an expectation; you cannot stay at the same rate with the inflation happening that's right now. So, if you want to justify it, we can talk about it a dozen different ways to justify it. But you know, uh, it's time to raise your rates. And how do
1: um, how do these folks find high paying clients? Because it feels like what they're finding or what they're attracting, I guess, is the kinds of clients who um, aren't going to pay more. So
0: well, it, it so that is a very nuanced thing. I mean, as far as attracting clients who aren't going to pay, You know, there are many different reasons why objections might come up and people might say, okay, this is too expensive. And it may not always be the case that it's the wrong client. Sometimes it's the wrong client and we do work to position them to go after a higher caliber market or client or new market or something. But sometimes it's just the way that they're presenting themselves, the way that they're positioned, the offer itself. Um, there can be so many different things that go into that before you say, I'm just not marketing to the right client. Know that there could be other things that are affecting that. You might be with the right market, but just be uh, not positioned correctly. Um If... They truly are not the right client, then there is a ton of other clients that you can go after. I mean, there are tens of millions of businesses in the United States alone. I personally focus on the platform of LinkedIn. I also think podcasts are a great great way to reach your C-suite clients for those of you marketing to businesses um, or to market to business owners. But for me, the platform of LinkedIn is phenomenal because it is the number one B2B platform. A lot of people are intimidated by it. Um, or they they are not sure how to use it. And when done correctly, that is where the majority of the business uh, decision makers are active. And so I focus on that versus, say, Facebook or Instagram or some of the other platforms
1: yeah, that 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 is a really good point. And then talk to me about um scaling when someone says, you know, I'm, the center of my business. I can't do more to make more. So, how do I scale?
0: Well, it's it, it, first thing we do is actually go back to the very beginning and look at who they're going after and their offers and the reason why is because if you're capped financially and you can't take more clients, we have to look at how we're going to free up that time and are you charging enough? Mm-hmm. for your time. So, you know, I've had many clients come to me, even whether they're in the low six or high uh, high six or even um low seven figures and they're not charging enough. They have too many clients. Um they're more of a volume-based model. So we make some modifications in there so that they can free up time to bring in more cash flow to the business. But one of the first things we have to do is free up the business owner's time. Like If you are in the middle and you're doing all the things to to drive business on all aspects, you cannot grow and you're on the path to burnout. And that's when a lot of business owners want to exit their company. They're tired. They've created another job for themselves. And really, if you make fundamental shifts to your pricing strategy and free up your time and then start to put the right systems and team in place to allow you to step back um and have the business run without you, you're gonna to start to enjoy your business a lot more because you're gonna be doing the things that you love and enjoy versus, you know, constantly putting out fires and exhausting yourself working 60 hour weeks.
1: Yeah, that thank you for that. I, I think that, that is a great point. And it's funny because um it, it goes along with what you were saying about raising your rates, you know, yes. significantly. And not worrying that some people might drop off, they might, but um, that's okay, because you're still worth it, there's still value, people are still going to make that investment.
0: Right. And here's the beautiful thing about that, because so many people that are undercharging, they're getting, oh, I have a referral based business. And I like it <laughs> and the referrals are great, but there's no consistency or predictability or scalability yeah. in referrals. Right. The other thing is if you're undercharging, yeah, you're gonna get referrals from other people who are gonna expect to come in that rate. Right. You know, but when you raise your prices, the people that have seen your value and they'll say, I've had so many clients say, Oh yeah, I knew you I knew you weren't charging me enough and you're well worth it. Well, <laughs> okay, you didn't make mention that to me. Yes, because no one's going to tell you, hey, can you take more of my money? Right. And But when those people raise up, now you've created more space for new people to come in and your referrals will start to refer you higher caliber people who come in at a higher level rate. So it's a beautiful uh, thing that happens when you make that shift and you let go of people who are not a fit anymore and you're leveling up and you're going to... That's where you're going and they're either coming with you or they're not and that's okay.
1: Absolutely. HR issues can kill you. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. And you spend way too much time dealing with HR when you should be spending your time on making a profit? You should talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated US-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They get to know you and your business while providing HR expertise and the personal touch you need and want. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Accelerate under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled Bambi.com. Bambi.com. Type in Accelerate.
0: Well, the Ascension model is the belief that you have to bring people in at a lower rate and continually upsell them into higher levels of working with you. And that is a model. It's a valid model that works for many business business owners. Uh, but per- in particular, for the business owners that come to me, they're looking for a more simplistic model. Um, they don't want a ton of complexity in the business. Um, They want to create transformation and work with clients on a deep level. um, And they want to be paid well for it. The bit of the Ascension model doesn't work well for them because they're trying to automate and create marketing to all these different levels of clients. And that's really what the Ascension model does. Because the bottom line at the the same type of marketing that's going to bring someone at $27 or $1,000 is not the same kind of marketing that's going to close someone at $150,000. And so yes, you can build complexity and you can have people come in and to your machine and you can have team members and systems and to sell people at $1,000 to $10,000 to $25,000 to gradually try to upsell them. But it's, it's also much simpler just to go after six-figure clients, for example, and maybe... Six figure and say fifty thousand have two different offers and focus on those and leave all the complexity behind.
1: I see. Okay, thanks. That that's yeah. That 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 is really valuable. Um, what do you see as um, like the biggest mistake that coaches and, and consultants make to weaken their position online? Um, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I would say it's a lot of things. One is <clears throat> spinning out tons of different offers, you know, that confuse your audience. Again, if you want to go after someone who is a higher caliber person, then you need to market to that person and only to that person. Um, and so it, it's confusing your audience when you're running sales on things or you're, saying that you're an expert in one thing one day and an expert in another thing another day and the problem is is it just confuses your audience and they they don't trust you they don't say this is the person for me because if you're going to pay someone a lot of money to solve a problem for you you want them to be specialized in your problem solving your problem not saying they can be the end all a lot of coaches and consultants get caught in the trap of the generalist jack or jill of all trades master of none yeah. and when you're try to be everything to everyone you end up being no one to the one person that matters so that's that's a huge part another yeah. part is they're trying to use marketing tactics that don't work for their caliber of client so again high bi- super busy business owners or if you're marketing someone in the c suite they don't want to sit through an hour long webinar <clears throat> they don't <laughs> it doesn't work they don't want to join your challenge they don't want to watch your summit like <clears throat> so we had this internet marketing world who kind of sucks coaches in and there's valid aspects of internet marketing. We need to be present on social media. For example, we use mediums like podcasts, right? But there are certain tools that are not sticky, right? They don't convert for those people. And so when you're trying to go after that higher caliber client you you lose them completely because the busier someone is the more high caliber client the more uh the higher they up in a, they are in an organization, uh, the less time they have. These people value time more than money because they have money to throw at a problem. What they don't have is time. So that means you cannot use something, a type of marketing that is time consuming for them to make a decision. They're not interested, right? the The people that can watch the webinar, that can sit through, you know, a, a five day challenge, or listen to a hundred interviews on a summit, those people have a lot of time on their hands. What they don't have is a lot of money. So they value money more than time. They, they're, they don't have as much to spend. They're happy to invest the time, uh, rather than the money to sit through those. So you need to understand who you're marketing to. I personally market to people who value time more than money, uh, which means short and concise in my marketing. And it also means getting rid of complexity of the things that, you know, we're told are supposed to convert that don't work for that higher caliber market.
1: Yeah, This is so valuable. I'm so glad we are having this conversation because I feel like there are so many people out there marketing to coaches and consultants and telling them this is the path, the com- the complicated, the complex, what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're all jumping on board and doing it. And then wondering why they're not getting that client that they wish they had.
0: Yes. I mean, case in point, I had someone uh, um, sign on with me and they had been sold into the webinar Facebook ad model and they were targeting C-suite of manufacturing companies. So they did all the things and they're running ads and they are paying $700 to $1,500 dollars per person for that ad for that call to come in. So quite high. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were getting on the phone with people who couldn't even pay their payroll. And I said, exactly. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> if They can't even pay their payroll. They don't have money. They have time to sit through your webinar, but they didn't even have money to buy the coaching program. So I said, why do that? Why not go after thriving manufacturing uh, C-suite individuals who aren't going to watch your webinar. They don't want to jump through hoops. You can solve their problem um, and you're positioned to do so. Then it's a simple conversation, six figures. Where do I send the check? Yeah. Send me the invoice. That so, you know, again, you have to use discernment as a coach or consultant. And I think this is where a lot of uh, you know, people who are newer, they get sucked in. They think this is the only way that this has been sold as the holy grail. And you, you know, you have to kind of go back to, to think about how you are sold in corporate. You weren't watching a webinar. So you have to think about those things and, and remember that, you know, what works in that coaching world, which is a bubble <laughs> doesn't necessarily work for when you're selling to companies, to organizations.
1: Well, and that's a great idea too to think back to how you were being sold to when you mm-hmm. were actually, you know, in a different environment because th- that makes a lot of sense to me that we
0: forget. Yeah, there's value there, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it's relationship based, and you know, I personally have never bought off of one of those. So, um, you know, if I see somebody putting out something I like, I get curious, and then I'll reach out, and that's how I've always, um, uh, yeah. you know, move forward with someone.
1: Yeah, so um, I, and I totally agree about LinkedIn. You know, that's where these folks are. What do you say to the person who says, um, "I don't really think the C suite people are on LinkedIn. I don't think they have the time for it. I think it's their admins mm-hmm.
0: who are running their profiles. Is that mm-hmm. valid?" It could be valid that their admins are running it, but if you were <laughs> trying to go into an organization, who are you trying to schmooze with? <laughs> the gatekeepers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all the same. Just imagine it's a virtual building, <laughs> corporate office. Ooh, I love so that. Right. It's it's the same thing. And and so there are a lot of active um you know, uh, people in the C-suite on LinkedIn. Now, I will say the difference between them is if they're posting, sure, their admin is like posting their announcements, their awards, that sort of thing, unless you have a C-suite individual who's kind of building an influencer and personal brand, which for any of you C-suite that are listening, you should do that. It's smart move for your future, uh, whatever you decide to do. Um, Besides that though, they are still looking on their linkedin you know because they get messages from friends and and so they still are on there now i will have noticed with my clients in general they they don't engage with your stuff as much and the reason why is linkedin will um you know when you like something or comment something it shows it to your network so sometimes they have to save face a bit but they're more lurkers yeah. <laughs> than they are engagers so just know that if you're marketing to them and it's like wow i don't feel like uh, anybody seeing anything? They are. I just had a, a, one of my clients, this uh, CEO of a construction company, like reached out to him. He's like, he never engaged with my posts. And I said, yeah, he's probably not going to. <laughs> his employees are watching him, <laughs> you know, and his competition is watching him.
1: That's a great point. Wow. There, there's, you really have to put yourself back in that place and think, you know, from that perspective. I wonder if this is, More challenging for people who, like, potentially didn't work in the corporate sphere, but now would like to be able to work with the C suite.
0: It can be. I mean, I feel like the same rules apply. You want to strike a balance between being professional and being personal. You know, a lot of coaches and consultants are so boring and they're using the corporate speak and it all sounds the same and they kind of drown in a sea of sameness. And so you, but then you also can't be too casual, right? You have to still come off as professional. So it's just striking that balance and you don't have to have a background in the corporate world. I just think you're a little, you're going to understand a little bit more. More about the hiring process and expectations when you've had some background in it
1: yeah I I com- <clears throat> excuse me I completely agree with that mm-hmm. this has been so interesting I, I love this perspective on this um because I it's so um I the word that comes to mind is tragic to watch these coaches and consultants fall into these patterns and these habits that are so Um, consistently not getting them what they want, and but they're being told this is the way to go. So this is really, it's refreshing. It makes so much more sense.
0: Thank you. And let me say to those that are trying it though, I applaud you for even testing and taking action and just know that your success is on the other side. I'm you know, it's... We are in a bubble in the coaching or consulting world. It feels like there's so many coaches and consultants. There's not. Not compared to the number of businesses <laughs> It's by far. Exactly. It is a tiny, tiny bubble that you're living in. But what I will say is I applaud anybody who's taking effort to build their business and trying and investing in all these different things to find what works because that is what you have to do as a business owner. And there are so many coaches and consultants who do nothing. And, uh, you know, whenever you think ah oh, is is anybody going to see this is this working the fact that you're even taking that time and effort you are outshining at least 50 to 60% of your competition who's not doing anything so uh you know i applaud you even if you you, you haven't found you haven't quite cracked the code to keep at it you will you will unlock success
1: that's so great i completely agree with you Wow, Jessica, I, I really appreciate this information. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and connect with you, please?
0: Absolutely. Definitely go to jessicayarbro.com forward slash, slash influence and uh, download my 33-page guide called The Ladder of Influence. It'll talk about the four levels of influence and the challenges where people get stuck and how to successfully ascend up each level. Um, and then check me out on LinkedIn. Send me a, re- a friend request. Let me know you heard me on the show and I'll be happy to accept.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious.